Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And we're glad you are. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. Bob Getty, Kelly Santer. We're in the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Actually, be at Southern Bank Corps next Thursday, but for now, we're at the Southern Bank Corps sponsored studios here in Oak Grove, Mississippi. Uh, we're glad you're with us. Got a great show lined up for you today. Gabe brought us. Well, he's the newest uh, commitment to Southern Miss baseball out of Pearl River Junior College, which is becoming a pipeline of great players for the Golden Eagles. We're going to have him on the show a little later. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation will be joining us uh, here in just a moment. But first, we want to remind you about Dickie's Barbecue Pit and thank them for all they do to support Southern Miss. And, of course, uh, this program, it's a great place to take your family seven days a week. The food is always delicious, and it's a wonderful place. To cater your next event, they have catered uh, quite a number of baseball weekends for me and it's never been anything but absolutely great. Heath Hinton owns and operates Big Gold Nation website. We bring him on the Eagle Hour every Tuesday, and uh, he's with us now. And, uh, Heath, I'm going to start out with asking you a question that I don't understand. Felipe Haas has been named uh, to the preseason All-Sunbelt second team, and I'm happy uh, for Mr. Haas and glad that he's on campus, but how do you get elected to the preseason conference team when you've never played a minute in the conference? Yeah, I guess they're looking at maybe what he's done in the past. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's great for Southern Miss to have somebody represented, but, you know, you're kind of right. What has he done in the conference? Kind of hard to, kind of hard to put somebody on second team when you don't even know what they're going to do. But he's there, so congratulations to him for whatever reason. Maybe it shows some potential that he has. They believe that he could be a good player, and trust me, they're going to need him to play at a very high level if they're going to have any success this year. All right, well, media day is tomorrow uh, for basketball. And, and this kid, Kelly, uh, we had Coach Ladner with us uh, over the this past Friday, and uh, we talked to him pretty frequently. He's really, really high on this kid. Big, tall kid, 6'10". Apparently can handle the ball like a small player. Obviously can uh, go up in the paint. Uh, looks like he he may be a real fine. Actually, what what impresses me about his skill set is is the fact that other players, right? When you when you get an award or something, it always means more if it comes from your peers because those are the people that really know what it takes to be good. When you talk to all the other Golden Eagle basketball players, they look at this guy. And again, their words, not mine, but they but they think that he's 
that could that he could wind up being as as good as Clarence Weatherspoon. All right, now Spoon was more of a power, you know, monster guy inside, where Haas is more of the international style player, where you know there's more finesse involved. But being that big, being able to shoot, being able to dribble, having everything on the plus column, the other players are really high and impressed with this guy. All right, so he played the last year for Mercer. He averaged 14.8 points a game, uh, 5.6 rebounds. He uh, shot 406 from the three-point line, had a 40.10 rebound game, uh, had 41 points along with 10 rebounds at a non-conference game. Uh, he's a versatile guy, Heath, and uh, he could make a big impact. He could, especially down low. Uh, shooting is something Southern Miss has been needing for a while. They have not shot the ball well in the past three seasons, and Coach Ladner's even talked about that. Maybe he could open things out from the outside. Uh, he's not a – I don't think he's as what I would call a – he's not a power guy. He's not a – Clarence Weatherspoon type where he can go, he's not going to bang the whole time under the boards. He can bring you out, create some mismatches, uh, shoot the open shot. So, yeah, but he's going to have to have those other guys step up too to create passing lanes to get him the ball at times. If he can, if he can shoot from the outside, if he can open things up, you know, they can do some good things in basketball. I'm interested to see how he plays in this league. I think this league is a step up from where he was. So I think it's a great test for him and his basketball ability, and it's going to be exciting to watch. Well, expectations are not high. The uh, basketball preseason coaches poll is out. One, two, three, according to the coaches, will be Louisiana, Texas State, and South Alabama. 12, 13, and 14 according to the coaches, will be Arkansas State, Southern Miss, Kelly Santer, and Louisiana Monroe. Lots of times the what you do is you vote on the next season based on the past season. And I don't think that's, that would really be a surprise to anybody. The only thing that might be a surprise to some is how the Eagles avoided coming in last you know, over, over the Warhawks. But if you ask the players and coaches, that's exactly where they want to be placed because the expectations are, are low from perhaps other teams around the, the conference. you got the element of surprise there and might be able to, to pull off some upsets. So we'll see. James Madison must just be good at every sport, Heath. They're picked to finish fourth in the basketball league. Yeah, they, look, a lot of people don't know James Madison, even before this season because of COVID and everything, football – they were at, uh, right around 85 scholarships. So they haven't taken, it wasn't a big jump for them to move up as it was some other schools. But basketball, absolutely. You also look at their facilities, guys. James and Madison has some outstanding facilities. They have a really pretty much new football facility. Basketball arena is nice. I mean, there's a reason why they were able to make that jump from FCS to FBS. It's because the infrastructure was already in place to do it. And they do a great job. What Kelly was saying, though, about, you know, Southern being ranked 13, he's right. You go off of what's happened in the past. And I think these guys can use it as a tool to do better. But if you go off what you did past, you have to put them there. I don't know if they're going to be that low, but I think I think there's a lot of areas for improvement with this team. I think we're going to see a better team this year. Will that equal more wins? We'll see. I think so. I hope so. Um, I think it's going to be a better team, but this Sun Belt, 
it's it's not an easy league by any stretch. And Southern Miss has had their problems with teams from the Sun Belt in the past. Uh, South Alabama and Lafayette, or Louisiana, as people like to call them, they, they put it on Southern Miss last year. So new team, new guys, it's going to be fun. First game is an exhibition game November the 1st, 7 p.m. Reed Green against uh, Delta State. What are, you, what are your expectations, Kelly? I think probably a 500, maybe slightly above 500, you know, but, but Jay Ladder makes no bones about the fact that, that the team has to perform this year. About a year ago on this very program, um, I made a case when there was some discussion that maybe Jay Ladder would not be back as the coach. I, I made a case for him based on his history at Southeastern Louisiana. His first three years with the Lions were, were not spectacular, but that fourth year was really, really good. Well, this is his fourth year at Southern Miss. Now, the landscape has changed in that the transfer portal now is going to eat up a lot of uh, you know team compositions, and you're going to have to re-recruit your team each year. But this year, the fourth year was his big year at Southeastern Louisiana. This is his fourth year at Southern Miss, so time to kick it into gear and go. So, I, and if you you might think that you know slightly over five hundred is is still nothing to write home about, but considering where the team was last year, that would be a significant improvement. Yeah, if you go five hundred, maybe a game or two above five hundred, I, I think Heath that tamps down the tamps down the hot seat if there is one for Jay Ladner. I think so. You know, I talked to him not too terribly long ago, and um, he knows he's got to win. He knows he's got to have a better season. He knows he has to have a winning season. Um, and he knows he's coaching for, his, you know, pretty much his job. I, I think it's I, – I don't think it's a secret that they have to be better this season. They do. I'm excited to see what they, what they bring to the court because it's such a different team. We're talking a team that's pretty much – what, seven guys returned and maybe three that scored points last year? And, um, and I think this is a new team. And I think this you, is a brand new squad. I think you have to give a lot of credit to Jay Ladner, too, because people who, other coaches in the past at Southern Miss that have been in kind of had their backs against the wall knowing that they have to win. They're not very available to the media. They try to keep to themselves. You know, they don't want to be asked about it. Jay Ladner from day one has always been very accessible, and I don't know that there's been any coach, including Will Hall, with all due respect, that that is as genuinely loved as Jay Ladner is by everybody. Everybody is pulling this Golden Eagle basketball team to do well. But Jay Ladner, as Heath has talked about, will be the first to admit that he understands this is a business as well. So let's we'll hope with media day coming up that uh, that everybody will be able to stay healthy. You know, Tay Hardy was one of the reasons that the team struggled last year when he got hurt on that trip up to Montana. Um, of course, he's not with the Eagles anymore, but health, like anything else, is a big piece of this puzzle. All right, when we come back, we're going to switch gears, talk a little Sunbelt football. There's a massive game Thursday night, probably going to decide, probably, the Western Division of the league. Also, uh, give you a breakdown on how the West looks right now and what's in store for the Sunbelt coming up. Continue our conversation with Heath Hinton on the other side of the break.
Southern Miss to the top. All right, second segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour every day is sponsored by Campus Bookmart at campusbookmart.net. They're located right there on Hardy Street. As you know, they have a great selection of Southern Miss apparel. And uh, that you can buy it in the store. You can call them. They'll mail it to you. You can uh, buy it online. They make it easy at Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net. All right, some good football interviews scheduled for tomorrow. We'll be talking uh, to Jake Lang and Cole Kavala. We'll also have Patrick McGee on the uh, Eagle Hour tomorrow to talk about the Saints. And, boy, the struggling New Orleans Saints. Uh, I'm beginning to think it's me. You know, when the Redskins were killed off, I deserted the Commodores and publicly announced that I was going to be a Saints fan, and they're two and four. Uh, Saints fans are texting me now asking me to please turn my allegiance elsewhere. Well, I I know that you you think that that's the case, but they're also missing a guy named Sean Payton. Uh, That's had a little bit of an impact. It looks like it has somewhat. I I, I agree with you, Kelly. I think we kind of... We've already saw an example of what Dennis Allen was as a head coach at Oakland, and it wasn't good, and it's not good right now either. Let's just be honest. But but I but I will be honest too and say that I thought that was a pretty good hire. Uh, but yeah. it may may wind up not being the case. I'll tell you one quick other NFL note. I, I've noticed that there are some really good teams and there are some atrocious teams this year in the NFL, and I've seen some really bad games on Thursday night and and last night was. I didn't see but the end of it, but, boy, that just looked like another dreadful affair last night. Did you <laughs> was, watch that? It was like, who who did anybody want to win that game last man, night? Oh, man. And then there did was Did Russell the, Wilson forget how to play quarterback? Yeah, What's I don't going know. On and him? then there was the Commodores and the Bears. That was about rock bottom. Bob, it's the Commanders. Oh, is it? I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I just think, hey, you. For the hey, Bears, hey, it was yeah. easy like Sunday morning. Exactly. Yeah, well, well, it's it's interesting you mention them as the Commodores because, you know, the Lionel Richie song, Hey You, Hey Me, that's the entire fan base. Hey You, <laughs> Hey Me. <laughs> that's it. That's it, right. You're looking for a cheap ticket? Check yeah. out the Commodores' next home game. Uh, it won't be cheap Thursday night in Mobile. That's when Troy rolls into town to take on South Alabama in a nationally televised football game. And I say, guys, that will probably decide the Western Division. I think I think statistically you're 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 correct. You know, I mean, those are the top two dogs so far, and until somebody else emerges from the West, and we'd love for that to be Southern Miss, but I, I think you'd have to say that that right now that would be, and of course, the first tiebreaker is head to head. So this game, in the words of former President Trump, is huge uh, against. Uh, well, South Alabama's in first place, uh, five and one, two and zero oh in the league, and if they could put it on Troy. Uh, they'd have a they'd have a, a solid two game lead over Troy, but, but for the Western Division, Heath, you like Troy in this game, yes? I do. I really do like Troy. Troy's five and two overall. They've won four straight. Uh, you know, man, this is what I think about Troy. They're just a fundamentally sound, good football team who doesn't make mistakes. And when you go, and I believe the games at South Alabama, when you go on the road. You have to be fundamentally sound, and you cannot make mistakes. And that team is mature enough. They've got enough transfers. they got veteran leadership, quarterback position. Their backup quarterback is just as good as their starter. Uh, Troy, I, I, I'm telling you, watch out for Troy. They're a team that's on the rise. they got a really good young coach, and I like what he does there, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Not a team that's bigger than probably – South Alabama's probably bigger than them um, as far as linemen goes, but 
speed and technique, I'd give it to Troy in day of the week. Yeah, but Troy's going to win that game. I really feel that. But you got South Al that is two points away from being undefeated. I mean, their only loss was to a UCLA team from the Pac-12 way out west. So obviously, South Al's doing a lot of good, a lot of good things. Yeah, they are. And look, it's they were pushed to the limit last week by ULM. ULM gave them all they wanted. Uh, I, 41-34, South won. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm I'm still think Troy. That game's on upset alert as people have, uh, in which they do South Alabama as a favorite. Watch out for Troy. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Well, here's how the West stands right now. South Alabama is in first place, as I mentioned, five and one on the year, two and zero in the league. Troy in second place, five and two, three and one in the leagues. That tells you how big the game is. Southern Miss, third place, three and three, one and one in the league. Louisiana, three and three, one and two in the league. Texas State, three and four, one and two in the league. Obviously, USM's next two opponents. Arkansas State falls to two and five, one and three, and Louisiana Monroe's at two and five and one and three. I would I would say, Kelly, that both Arkansas State and Louisiana Monroe Two and five, but really, I think better football teams than a two and five record would end. There's not, they're not going to be easy outs, no. you know. And the last game of the season of the regular season has the Eagles going to Monroe Thanksgiving weekend, and that could that could either make the Eagles bowl eligible or not. Uh, and I think the last time Monroe came to to Hattiesburg, or maybe two times ago, Monroe beat the Eagles twenty to nineteen to knock them out of bowl contention. So yeah, th- there's not going to be any any easy outs the rest of the the rest of the year. And you've still got South Al and the Cajuns still to go. Now you've got them both in Hattiesburg, and one of them on a national television uh, night on October twenty seventh. The Cajuns come here, but it's going to be tough the rest of the way. Yeah, you're not saying those are two easy games. Right? No, and for Uh-oh. sure not. Uh-oh. Even though you do have them at home, right. so. All right, Thursday we'll have Texas State play by play announcer Brant Freeman on the show. He'll kind of. Uh, well, he won't kind of. He'll have a preview of uh, Texas State and the game coming up Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock game, unusual start time. A couple of minutes left, Heath. Uh, your thoughts about Texas State, what kind of challenges uh, they will present for the Golden Eagles? Texas State is a team that they don't beat themselves, kind of like a Troy. They don't beat themselves. Uh, the quarterback, well, you know, he doesn't make terrible decisions. They're just a, another fundamentally sound, just a, just a good football team who's made a lot of strides this year. Three and four, they've been down for a couple of years, kind of like Southern Miss trying to build things back. Um, it's a winnable game for Southern Miss. The longest road trip of the year, I guess, for Southern Miss will be out to San Marcos. Um, man, Southern's just going to have to – Jay, you know, Wilkie was back with the starters today, so it looks like he's probably going to start, although that hasn't been announced yet. It uh, Southern's just going to have to play really good football. They can't wait to the fourth quarter to turn it on like they did last week. They're going to have to play good for all four quarters on the road and uh, come out there with a win. So it's going to be a young team. Will they grow up? How are they going to mature going on the road in conference for the second time? Will it make a difference because it's their second time on the road? Will they have a little more experience knowing how to deal with things? It's going to be a fun football game. So Wilkie working with the number ones, Kelly, sort of indicates 
the signal, right? That that's who's going to start. We'll find out tomorrow. Today's competition Tuesday, and Eagle Hour will have Wednesday's practice covered all over the place, and we'll be hearing from some of the key players tomorrow, and probably have that announcement as to who the starting quarterback will be. But if but talking about bowl eligibility again, when you're talking that you still have to play uh, South Al, you still have to play Louisiana. Now, again, they're both in Hattiesburg, so there's. Let's just say you don't win. You got. You still got to come up with three wins somewhere. So this one against Texas State is one you got to have because then you still got Monroe. You got to go to Coastal. You know that's not that's not going to be easy. You got to get to that magic number of six if you use bowl eligibility as a litmus test. So this is one that, of course, they're going to say they have to get, get them all, and I understand that, but you right. got to get to six. Right. Uh, switching back real quickly to basketball because we don't want to overlook the women's team. It's media day this week. Uh, uh, the women's basketball team, I think, is going to be very competitive. I think really going to be in the mix, Heath, uh, for the Sun Belt this year. I do, too. I think they got a good chance to win it. Uh, Coach McNeils has a deep squad. They're really good. They're, uh, they play hard. I, I, I like what she has. I like the size. I like her guards. I like what she has inside coming back. I think they're going to be a fun team. They're picked finish third. I think they could win it this year. I really do. I think they have a really good shot to win the Sun Belt. I think they had a good shot to win Conference USA if they were in Conference USA this year. Yeah, they're picked but third really behind who? who? Who was picked first and second? I don't, oh, that, man. I don't have that in front of me. I, I don't have it in front of me right now. We'll, we'll find but, out. Uh, we'll let everybody we'll find out. But, yeah. Yeah, but I do think they got a really good shot to win it. Oh, I agree. Yeah. In, in years past, though, the Lady Eagles have gotten tired, it seems to me, at the end of the year. You know, they just they get worked so hard. And, and Joy Lee, that's one of the things she prides herself on. Nobody's going to outwork us. But I just hope, and again, that's just that's an outsider looking in. I, I hope that they'll be able to, to make this marathon, you know, work and not get real tired at the end of the year. So we asked, remember, we asked Rose Warren that when she was on the show, is it true Coach McNellis is taking it easier on you girls, and she goes, "What? <laughs> Who told you that?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, she ain't uh, never taking it easy on anybody. Yeah. God bless her, love her to death. Player in a game of checkers, and it's going to be intense. Yeah. 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 All right, Heath. How do you join Big Gold Nation? You'll meet. I uh, go to southernmiss.rivals.com. Click uh, join. Set up an account, eight ninety nine a month or ninety nine a uh, hundred dollars for the year. It's a lot of fun. Come join us and uh, become a member or Google Big Old Nation. All right. Heath Hitton, everybody. Big Old Nation joins us every Tuesday on the Eagle Hour. Thank you, Heath. He'll be back with us next week. When we come back, Golden Eagles with another baseball commit from the National Championship Junior College team. Gabe brought us next on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right. Remember, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just simply tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. 
This segment is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place to enjoy lunch uh, five days a week. Great place to enjoy the next big ball game. Go down Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock, when the Golden Eagles kick it off with Texas State and get yourself a, a cold PBR at a shrimp pool boy. And what better way to uh, enjoy your Saturday afternoon than at 4th Street Bar and Grill. All right, uh, Scott Berry was on the show last week. I was out that day, but he was talking about fall baseball and uh, all the new faces uh, on campus. Golden Eagles continue to load up with talent. Uh, the latest uh, commitment, uh, another great player out of Pearl River uh, Community College, the uh, national defending champions. Gabe Broadus is a utility player, I think it's fair to say, a guy that can do a lot of things for your baseball team. He committed to the Golden Eagles last week. Great news, of course, uh, around these parts because we're, needless to say, pretty big Southern Miss baseball fans. Uh, Gabe, we're glad to uh, have you on the Eagle Hour and look forward to seeing you join the uh, Golden Eagle baseball family. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'm looking forward to playing there next year. So how did it, how did it all come down, Gabe? Because, like I said, you, you play infield, you play outfield, you hit, you hit for power. You hit for average, hit 382, three homers, 40 runs batted in. But what I like, too, is you had 39 stolen bases. So where do you, how did it come down to where you're headed to, to Southern Miss, and where do they project uh, for you to fit into that lineup? Um, well, I talked to them over the summer, and they wanted me to come this year to play second, and I just didn't know if I was really comfortable yet going to a D1 school. So I chose to come back to Pearl and get one more year of experience. And then, but, I mean, they told me that next year when I go there, they want me to bat lead off, and hopefully I'll do well enough to do that. And I, as of right now, they want me to play second base, but, I mean, I've been practicing both, so infield and outfield. So, I mean, it's just wherever I can get on the field, really, that's, that's what I'm shooting for. Now, you're out of Faith Academy in the Mobile area. How did the uh... – how did the Jags not snatch you up down there right in their backyard? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they were they had some interest. They were on and off, and then I guess they just lost interest and Southern Miss kept it, and that's why I really wanted to go anyways. I would have chose Southern over South all day, so I'm blessed to have the opportunity to go there next year. Boy, his stock just went up, Bob, didn't it? Yeah, we, we'd <laughs> like you a lot better now, Gabe. <laughs> We're not big fans of South Alabama baseball around here. So, Gabe, uh, you know, that, that's that's great to hear, though, because South Alabama, in all seriousness, this is a high-quality program. But uh, for a young man like you to hold the Southern Miss program up even higher, uh, pretty pretty prestigious, pretty big deal to go play baseball at USM, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I know a few guys on the team, too, that went to my high school, and I've heard nothing but great things there. So, it's just – I don't know. It helped out a lot more hearing all those good things about it. So, you know, they weren't lying just because I've, yeah. I've been tied with them for a while. Now, Faith Academy, they, they produced some baseball players. John Griffin Bell, your shortstop at Pearl River, did he go to Faith Academy as well? Yes, sir, he did. Yeah, so, so I mean, they've, they've got some great, great ba- uh, baseball players down there in the Mobile area. And what did it mean, Gabe, to win, win a natty at, uh, at Pearl River? And, and outsiders looking in, say that Michael Avalon may have a better team this year than you guys were last year. How in the world could that be? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was pretty special winning it, especially being a freshman just coming in and just knowing how good our team was and being able to go all the way. That's something we put our like our sights on at the beginning of the year, and that was our goal that we've been training for all year. But 
Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like everybody's saying that we have a better team this year, and I 100 percent believe that. But we're just we're very we have 22 sophomores, so we're an old team, but at the same time we're a young team. We we haven't all like connected on the same level yet, and we're still not playing as a team right now. But we're definitely very talented. And I think we possibly could be better than last year's team if we could ever get on the same page. Now, Gabe, didn't the coach have to dye his hair last year when uh, when you guys were out playing in the national championship tournament? Yes, sir, he did. Everybody else made it look pretty good, but yeah, he went all blonde and he went all blonde. So, is it back? Yeah. Nat- is it back natural now? Yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, I haven't really took a look at it like that, but. Well, one thing, I'm pretty sure it's back. One thing's for sure, it's going to be tough to dye Scott Berry's hair. I was about to tell you that, Gabe. <laughs> oh, Scott yeah. Berry is not going to dye his hair, I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not happening. But that would uh, – now, did you play – what did you play in high school, Gabe? What, what, you talked about you weren't comfortable yet at second base. Where did you play in high school primarily? Um, so, junior year when J.G. was there, he played short, I played second, and then my senior year I moved to short. And I, I played short my whole life, so I've only played second one year. Which I mean, it's a little different, but there's nothing really. There's nothing really to it. It's just the same thing, you're just facing a different angle. So. Yeah, uh, so look, you're looking forward to one more year at Pearl River, and and then you're committed to uh, come here. Easy choice for you was that was that something that you were just uh, wanting the opportunity to go ahead and, and get the recruiting thing out of your way, make it clear where you plan to go play. Yes, sir. Like, I always dreamed of going SEC, but that never, I never had an opportunity to turn up. And Southern was my number one mid major school, and when I got that opportunity, I didn't want to wait it out, so I took it. Well, and the other thing, too, Gabe, you saw last year that Southern Miss put out a premier SEC school. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, exactly. In, in LSU now, of course, exactly. an SEC team wound up winning the, winning exactly. the Natty, but I mean, right. Southern Miss is right there with all these schools, so it's not a step down by any means. No, no, clearly not. Exactly. No, clearly not. Well, look, man, we're uh, we're excited to have you and uh, welcome you uh, uh, premature, I guess, a little bit because you're going to be a wildcat for another year, but uh, really glad to have you committed to the Golden Eagle baseball program and I uh, really look forward to watching you come down here and plug. Thank you. I'm super excited. All right. And Gabe, when you make it big now, don't forget us here at the Eagle Hour. We just want a, a low-interest loan for a new car or something. <laughs> yes, sir. I'll make it happen. Just give me a call. All right. Okay. Thank you, Gabe. Gabe brought us, everybody, at Pearl River Community College. I, I forgot to ask you this. Uh, when you guys had Scott on the show last week talking about fall baseball, did he by any chance say what he's going to be at Trick or Treat at the Peak? No, he said he said, like, when you pull out the schedule, sometimes the starting time will say TBA. Uh-huh. That's his costume for now is TBA. Okay. he did give us the date. We, we did uh, publicize the date, correct? Yes, because the national – they normally do it on a Thursday night, but because that nationally televised football game will be on Thursday, October 27th next week, which will be on the road on the Eagle Hour. It's a busy week for us in the Eagle Hour. Trick or Treat at the Pete is going to be on Wednesday night, October 26th. So uh, baseball season ticket holders, Eagle Club members, be looking for your emails to where they'll be getting out that information to you. So It's a great you, event. Your youngsters can go trick or treat yeah. at the Pete, and you will get to see for yourselves what Scott right. Berry will be this And year. I think we should point out, too, I think the softball team participates in that as That's well. Right. So the young women will be there. Uh, and their outfits as uh, as well as the and all the baseball players 
come in Halloween suits, don't they? And, and this weather this morning around South Mississippi, that we got a, a, yeah. a good cool blast yeah. this weekend to get you ready for. You're not. You're, you've done away with the ballerina thing. You're not ever going as a ballerina again, are you? Telling? Well, no, I can't. My tutu, even even a five five, I can't fit into anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, so, no. so a tutu is totally out of the question. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh, is it ever? Somebody will get hurt. You're like at an eight eight. If 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 I try to squeeze into a to a tutu so yeah. uh but yeah that's going to be next wednesday uh trick-or-treat at uh the pete and they'll wind up fall fall practice with their you know inter-squad world series i think that first week in november before they'll cut so they're loose. not going to play any they're not going to play any exhibition games with a with opposing schools this year i gather it didn't, it, we didn't talk about that i didn't see uh, and, and i feel like this coach barry would have brought that up if if that were the case but all scrimmages and practices are open to the public and and coach barry really has encouraged people to come to the practices because he said guys you know rightly or wrongly they perform better when there's a lot of eyes on them mm-hmm. you know so uh, and he wants particularly the newcomers to see what the Golden Eagle fan base is all about and to have them out there, you know, check it, checking these guys out, making sure they're up to snuff. Man, it's getting crazy time. you got football going well. Basketball's just about to kick off. You've got fall baseball going on. Volleyball's doing very well. Soccer's underway. It's a pretty active and then, part of the And then off the, off the courts or the fields, you got the holidays ramping up with Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then, of course, uh, the Christmas holiday coming right, up here, too. Right. So. Well, always look forward to uh, trick-or-treat at the Pete. If you haven't taken your kids, you certainly should. It's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, we're still waiting to see Scott match the all-time year when he came as Mr. Clean. Yeah, I like and he was the magician last year, you know, like Pete Taylor magic. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, but I think he looks forward to this. And and he goes he goes all out, you know, that's that's for <laughs> I sure. Like he really likes to. You know, we talked about the big game in the in the Sun Belt on Thursday night, Bob. There's also going to be one, you know, tomorrow night. Uh there'll be a game in the Sun Belt. So we can talk a little bit about that and then also about some uh roster situations on the Southern Miss football team where one of the key players that you thought would be a key to this season is out for the year. We'll have that and more as the Eagle Hour winds down after these commercial messages. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. D1 DBAT sponsors the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every day. It's a state-of-the-art training facility on Hardy Street. You can't miss it. It's just a big, beautiful building. Uh, really cool stuff inside. Great pro shop, batting cages. I think a 50- or 60-yard indoor training facility. Uh, they do baseball and softball for kids of all ages. They do all sorts of athletic training. For adults of every age, D1, DBAT really appreciate their sponsorship of our program. As uh, the official beignet store, and I'm happy to say, has renewed and will continue to be the official beignet store. Mobile Beignet Company 
They're on Hardy Street. They serve up delicious beignets as you order them. Great coffees, great toppings. Uh, Kelly Santer, if you want to go back, you can search through the Eagle Hour Facebook page. History, and, and you'll see just how much Kelly Santer enjoys Mobe beignets. Well, most of them were on my, at least the powder and stuff were on my uh, <laughs> were on my shirt. And it was only that till you guys pointed it out that the dipping sauces were not for drinking. But no, rather they're for, for dipping. That's <laughs> why they call them dipping sauces. Well, they, they were good enough to drink, I'll tell you that. I guess the blueberry's gone now. That was really awesome. They had a great... No, stra- yeah, strawberry's gone. But, but we got blackberry now. Is blackberry still in? The blackberry's in. Yeah. All right, man. Blackberry's good. Strawberry's good. It's all good. Mobay Beignet, they're located... It's a, it's a great place to go just have a good coffee and a great dessert. And if you enjoy doing that like all of us do, then we highly recommend Bo- Mobay Beignet. Big game uh, Wednesday night in uh, the Sun Belt. Kelly. Yeah, this is the time of year now where the Sun Belt starts getting the you know where it got the reputation last year called the Fun Belt, where a lot of games are played on Wednesday and Thursday nights. We talked about the big nationally televised game between Troy and South Al that will take place on Thursday. There's one on Wednesday night tomorrow night. Georgia State will travel to App State. And remember when App State went to College Station and knocked off the Texas A&M Aggies, everybody thought that App State was going to steamroll to the East title in the Sun Belt. Well, they've lost three games and not playing especially well right now, where Georgia State, quite the opposite. The Panthers lost their first four games, but have now won two in a row. And uh, they'll look to keep that winning streak alive, and App State will look to get back on the winning side of the ledger. That's Georgia State and App State tomorrow at 6.30, and that'll be on the ESPN family of uh, stations. All right, some unfortunate news out of the Southern Miss football camp. Uh, Ty Keyes, when that went into the fall season as the number one quarterback, is now has been declared out for the season. He's got a – if you happen to see him at the game, his right wrist is in a cast – he is done for the year, so Ty Keys will will not return. And this, you know, poor Ty Keys, Bob. I mean, this guy you know, gave up baseball to play football, but it just it seems like one injury after another has fallen his way. And gosh, you just you just hope that the tide of the tide will turn as far as luck goes for this kid because he's a great athlete. Right. So that lays Wilkie and Lang. Those are your those are your two guys. Then. Well, you still had T. Um, yeah, you got yeah, yeah. Uh, and I can't I can't ever yeah. remember T's I know, I know last name, but yeah. yeah, but but he's he's on the roster and of course you got some of the other kids committed coming in next year, but um uh right now and again it has not been announced whether Wilkie will go uh tomorrow or not, but today competition Tuesday we'll we'll find out tomorrow hopefully coach Will Hall will unveil his decision as to who will play against the Bobcats of Texas State and San Marcos on Saturday. That is a four o'clock start, by the way. I think our time is a little it unusual. Not? Yeah, four yeah, four o'clock, o'clock is, is Patrick kind of a... McGee on the Eagle Hour uh, tomorrow. What's wrong with New Orleans? Is it Sean Payton? I think it's. I think it's Sean Payton. Well, here's something to keep in mind, Bob. All three of their stud receivers are hurt. I mean, none of them played against Cincinnati, and and Cincinnati had to win it late. You know the Bengals really didn't have any answer for the for the Saints' running attack, but I don't know who you're going to beat if, you know, football in particular. We we talk about this about how injuries are everything, you know. And if you don't, with all due respect to the guy, I mean, one of the guys that caught a touchdown for the Saints on Sunday was called up from the the practice squad right. the day before. Right. So I mean, if these are the guys that you're going to have to rely on 
and it's just because of injuries, it's going to be a tough go, and I don't care who you are. You know, oddly enough, and you never thought you'd say this, but right at this moment, Atlanta appears to be the best team in that division. And and I've said, you know, when when they when the Saints played them opening weekend, I said either everybody was wrong about the Falcons or there's something we don't know about the Falcons because they they're a 500 team right now and they will actually go to Cincinnati on Sunday. So again, it's not necessarily how good are you? It's how bad is everybody else? And yeah. when you start, the Falcons might be might be healthy compared to some of these other teams, right. and their starters compared to everybody yeah. else's backups, it's a big difference. Tampa doesn't really look good. New Orleans doesn't look good. Carolina's terrible. The, the, that's a team kind of in disarray. Uh, right now, somebody needs to beat the Falcons. And and the Rams, you know, they're banged up. The, the Rams aren't playing, you know, great football, but they've got a lot of their, their offensive linemen are hurt, so – you got guys dropping like flies, and that was one of the reasons that the NFL Players Association really first balked about a 17th game. They're going, heck, we can barely make it to the starting or the finish line now, injury-wise, you know, with 16 games, and now you want us to play 17, but everybody's in the same boat. All right, Jake Lang, Cole Cavalla, Patrick McGee, all on the Eagle Hour tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock. We hope you'll join us. We think it'll be a fun show. Always great to have the kids on the show. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.